Hi, we here at Grace Life would love to help you discover Jesus' unconditional love and grace for you. We pray that this message will be a blessing to you and further establish you in the truth of God's Word. Today the Lord told me I can lead, let His Spirit lead us. So I had it prepared about 20 pages here to, for your class, but the Lord showed me something different to start with. The different is to invite Rita, my other half, to have... So we are just going to do a very brief illustration of spirit, soul and body. So I would like Emily, can you be hot? Can you be spirit? Can you stand here? Can everyone see Emily? Yeah. And Anthea, can you be the soul? And... Cholaka. Cholaka. Be the body. Now I want to remind, this is just a quick reminder, that first, Thessalonians 5.23 tells us that we are a three-part being. We consist of spirit. Now this is yeah, spirit, soul, and body. Three parts. And we know that when we are born again, the spirit of God has become one with our spirit. So many Christians who do not understand this, they just think in terms of soul and body. But there's more to us than that. We have the spirit of God, and the Spirit of God is the very core of our being, right? So remember that you cannot be in touch with your spirit through any of your senses. I can be in touch with my soul through words. Words can make me mad, sad, or glad. And I can be in touch with my body through physical touch, right? But the Spirit, it's only by looking into the Word of God that I can come to know what's in my spirit. Anything else, ladies? Thank you, ladies. Thank you. So, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Everybody's excited? Amen. Good. If you have any questions about the spirit, soul, and body, please come back to us and we can try to explain it again and do some more illustrations. Because if the body leads you, you, f you fall in the hole, you fell just in the cliff, over, over the cliff. But if the spirit leads you, then you can go to a good place. You can follow the Lord. You can follow Jesus. So, hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray right now, Lord. Jesus. We bless this time, Lord. We as you can lead us here, Lord, through your word. If you want any changes, anything to add, anything to we can say different, Lord. We are open vessels for you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen, 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 amen. The candle of the Lord. So I think we gonna do some review a little bit here. So the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Searching all the inward parts of the belly. So Proverbs twenty twenty seven. This 
Proverbs 20:27. The spirit of man is Say it. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Very good. Somebody listening. Thank you, Lord. You can be part of it. You can repeat. You can say amen. You can say praise the Lord. If you understand something, if you have a question, raise your hand. We can maybe answer to you. So, and Joshua 1a says, The book of the law shall not depart out your mouth. What's happened last week, in the two weeks before, shall we have Scott? Let's say it together. This book of the Lord Lord shall not depart from your mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall have great success. I guess Auntie Rita only was here last week, two weeks. Where is the other ones? Who was here last week? Who was the one before? Raise your hand. Yes. Okay, two or three people. Okay, missing some people here. Okay, don't be shy, you know. Let's say it together again one more time. Let's be part of the class of the preaching. Let's be partakers of the divine nature of God, you know, okay? Okay, open you have you have Bible? Open your Bible. But of course, some of them have different versions, right? So, so I I read it again. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, night and day, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have a good success. Mm. Praise the Lord. Amen. Do we have an African translation of that? Somebody? Yes, sir. You used to have English there. African translation, anybody? Yeah. You have one? They don't have, have English, guys. Okay. Praise the Lord. Okay. We continue. How to train your human spirit? You can train your body by exercise on going to the gym. Yes. You know, you can diet. Yes. So if you want to lose weight, like me, I don't do much dieting, but I try. So, but if you want to have strong arms, what you gonna do? You go to gym, right? And you exercise. So, but. Your mind, so you can be in line with your born again spirit. You can train your human spirit by renewing your mind. mind. Renewing what? Your mind. Your mind. Thank you, Lord. We're getting, we're getting there. To be in line with your born again spirit. So your human spirit needs to be in line with your born again spirit. The four rules how to train your human spirit. This is a review from the last two weeks. We need to realize that our spirits can be developed and trained as our minds and bodies can be. Many times we can take time to develop our body. We can take time to go to have a special diet or to go to the internet and get all these kind of 
diets and all these programs. So we can lose weight, we can gain weight, we can get muscles, we can fix our back. But our spirit is the most important that needs to be trained. Too many times we take time to develop our bodies, to educate our minds, but we neglect our human spirit. We can go to university, we can go to the school, we can go to different places. But what we need above all, to train a human spirit, to be in line with God's spirit. Here are four rules by which the human spirit needs to be developed. By meditating in the movies in the TV every night, right? No? By meditating in the world, by practicing the world, number two, by giving the world first place, by instantly obeying the voice of what? Which voice? Be partakers please. Be partakers of divine nature. Be partakers of divine nature. Be say it. Say it. So that's why this teaching today will be a bit long because we can go about in the end about saying things loud. For number one, meditating in the world, Joshua 1:8. Two, practicing the world, James 1:22. But ye be doers of the world are not let's give a clap to the lady come on guys let's all be together partake number three giving the word of god first place so you want to say it proverbs 4 20 it's afterwards so my son, attend to my words, incline thy ear unto my saying, let them not depart from thine eyes, yes. keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life unto those that find them, and health to all your flesh. Who wants to have a good health? Raise your hands. Okay. Read again. My son, pay attention to what I'm saying, what the word says. Write it down. Go home and meditate it because it's important. Yes. You know, you feel sometimes, oh, I have pain here, I have pain there, I have pain over there, and everywhere, and doesn't go, comes and goes, and like crazy. But sometimes, you know, it's few simple things we need to do. Yeah. Like, if you go to the clinic here, most of you go on almost every second day. A lot of you hope not anymore as you come here to the church. But if the doctor says, take Panadol, take this medicine three times a day, mm. what are you going to do? You take it three times a day, mm. right? When the word of God says, attend to my word, incline that ease into my saying, let them not depart from thy eyes. Keep them in the midst where of your heart. You know where your heart is? Left or right? Put your hand there. Put your hand in your heart, please. For they are life unto those that find them and health to 
all your flesh. Say flesh. Anybody has flesh here? We're still in this body. We haven't been gone to heaven yet. We are part of this world. We are having a flesh. And we are quite carnal. You know, and we need to learn to not be carnal and to be more spiritual. But if you obey the word of God, you know, things happen into our lives and God gives us hints to change the way we're living, to improve, to follow the word of God, right? But if we don't do it, we can fix and repeat itself. The enemy will come again, will enter into your life and will take away something that is very valuable for you. And you can then turn around and think, oh, God did this to you? Bad God. God is not good. Uh, is that true? No. So God is? Good. Do you believe that? Yes. Say that you believe it. Come on, guys. God is good. Good, 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 good. That's good. God is good all the time. Thank God is good. He never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yesterday is good, today is good, and tomorrow is good. And after that, forever. So, God created the world and the whole universe, and He is good. He was good, and He's still good today, and He's good tomorrow. He doesn't change anything in God. We are the needs to be changed. We need to focus unto the Lord. And number four now. Instantly obey the voice of our spirit. The spirit of the man is candle of the Lord. So Proverbs 20, 27. God will use your spirit to guide you. He will use it to enlighten you. As your spirit meditates and feeds upon the world, then it becomes more and more a safe guide. It is trained in the world. So your spirit needs to be trained in the world, not only in the gym, not only nice food, not only diets, but in the world, you know. Has anybody has a finger? Show me here. Your hand. How many of you have finger? Okay, good. I have both hands. So sometimes that finger will be do good job if you go and turn off the TV. Okay. That will help you to meditate in the world. And after you meditate in the world and study, then you can choose to find a godly program, something that you can see to help you to entertain, to lead you to goodness not to badness. Because sometimes we need to follow the spirit of the Lord. I know I'm learning a lot on, on that subject. Sometimes I don't listen to the voice of the Lord and the small, still voice, and I miss it. And then something happens, oh no, I missed it. And I know that was the Lord, but I didn't obey it right away. We need to obey right away the spirit. He won't shout, he doesn't like to shout. He's telling he, he works with uh, your thoughts. He tells you in your mind what you need to do. That was a little fast review. Now the next part is how faith comes. 
But without faith, um, impossible. Yes, uh, Mickey, you want to say it? Without faith, it is impossible for he that cometh to God, to God, believe that he is and that he is a reward of them that diligently seek him. So, how many of you know that verse? One, two, anybody else knows it? Three here, four, five. Okay, I'll repeat it again and read it. It's good something to remember. But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Hebrews 11, 6. Jamie, could you read your translation, please, that verse? Okay, something died here. Okay, somebody has another translation? Okay, ladies. Okay. Notice particular, maybe you can skip it right now. The first part of that verse says, but, say, but, when he says, but in the world, something means there. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. Just write these verses down so you can start working on them in your home. Try to chew it daily and night. Day and night, day and night. Put the front of your eyes. If God demands that we have faith, when it's impossible for us to have faith, then we have a right to challenge God in His justice. But it is wrong. If He tells us to have faith, and it's impossible for us to have faith, so, he's not just God, right? So, but let's see what he says here. Yes. But if he places within our hands the means whereby faith can be produced, so it's in your hand you can produce faith, in your mind, in your mouth, our responsibility rests within us to whether or not we have faith. So it's not God's responsibility for us to have faith. Even the word of God says, before even you ask, he gives us a measure of faith. So we, faith is in our hands to have it. We need to grasp it and get it and work on it. You know, you can come to me or to Jamie or anybody here, the pastors, to lay hands on you and pray for you. Maybe, maybe you feel a little bit relieved but if you do not have the faith to stand on the faith, okay. you will not be healed completely. You're going to get it again. We'll come back to you again and again and again. But we'll expand on that subject now, soon. Romans 10, 17 says, So the one people that are not, they can read it with me. It's in King James. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. If we don't have faith, it's not God's fault. To blame God for a lack of faith is nothing but ignorance. Yes. God has provided a way whereby everyone can have faith. How many of you are saved here? Believe in salvation. Raise your hand. How many have you received the Lord? Did you pray receive the Lord? Ladies, young people. I want to see the hands, everybody. Okay, good. So, I don't see any lack of faith here. 
So faith for salvation. Faith for salvation comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The Apostle Paul said that we are saved by faith, for by grace are ye saved, and that's not of yourself. It is a gift of God. So you cannot get saved without faith. So if you are saved, you have plenty of faith. So that's very important. It's Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. Ephesians 2, 8 to 9. 2, 8 to 9. So by grace are you saved through faith and not of the self. It is the gift of God. Now it says, not of work, lest any man be proud, should boast. But how do you get the faith to be saved? Let's read more in this passage in Romans. Romans 10, 8 to 10, 13, 14, 17. But what said? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. So here we preach what? The word of faith. If that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe with your heart, in thine heart, that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes and to righteousness and with the mouth confession is made and to salvation and number 13 goes jumps now there for whosoever shall call upon the name of uncle philip no. in which name of the lord shall be saved how they shall call on him in whom they have not believed and how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how they shall hear without the preaching? So their faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We see that the faith for salvation comes by hearing the word. See number 17 here. Has anybody noticed? Pay attention because I will ask you, I'll point to you. So, okay, I'll point to you too. Don't worry. Yes. 17 says, then faith comes by hearing. What's the next part? How comes the next hearing? Now, I read it, right? Then the word is here. Faith comes by hearing, right? And then I say it loud. Right? Then I hear it. It comes through my ear. Or I hear a preacher. Or I hear Jebby teaching me. Or Emily. Or Rita. Or any one of you tomorrow is going to be here on the front. Because all of you are going to be called to preach the gospel. It's not only me. In the church. Outside. In the streets. Everywhere. So thank you Lord. So see. Here faith for salvation comes by hearing of the word of God. So there is a story here about Cornelius. Do you hear about it? It's Acts 11, 13 to 14. I won't read it, all of them, but I'll share the about about it. He showed us how he, Cornelius, has seen an angel in his house 
which he stood and said unto him, Cornelius was a man of faith. He believed in God. He loved God, but he was not saved. He did not know how to get saved. There was many Jews or Romans people, they believed in God, in one God, but they would not have the faith to be saved, you know. Like today, there's a lot of people love Allah or Buddha and other gods, you know, but they don't know how to get saved because without Jesus, knowing about what Jesus paid for you, you cannot be saved. So what the angel said to Cornelius, send men to Joppa. Joppa is an area in Jerusalem, around in Israel. And call for Simon, whose surname is Peter, who shall tell the words, whereby thou and all thy house shall be saved. So the angel says, hear the gospel from me. No. He says, send somebody to call Peter. Peter. And come and he will tell you words of faith and he will preach the gospel to you. Why the angel did not preach the gospel? Anybody knows? Not Rita? No, you know, I know you know. Anybody else knows why the angel did not preach the gospel? Jeffy. It's our job. It's not their job. Their job is to assist us, to help us to your message of God, but not to preach the gospel. So, I want to see hands now. How many of you, you believe that you have the assignment to preach the gospel? Even if you don't know the gospel, raise your hand. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay, I see some noise up, but that's really, that means raising hands when you're shy. Okay, we love you anyway. So, so Jesus said in Mark 16:15, "Was it go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every Christian?" As Cornelius have not yet heard the glorious gospel, this gospel is glorious. It's a fantastic. He was not saved. God told Cornelius to send to Peter in order to learn how faith comes, the plan of salvation. The angel could not preach to Cornelius. Angels cannot preach. God sent men to preach. But the angel could not tell Cornelius where to go to get somebody. No, but the angel could tell Cornelius where to go and to get somebody who shall tell thee words whereby thou shalt Thy house and you can be saved. Men are saved by hearing words. And that is because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. You cannot believe without hearing the word. So thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We can hear a lot of things today. We can hear TV. We can hear soapies. We can hear the news all the time. We see the war in Ukraine. And what's happening? Oh, we are worried. The banks in Ukraine closed. Russia has problems. Being sanctioned. And make you worry. Instead of looking unto Jesus, the enemy takes your attention yeah. to the world and to the problems. And say, what about the bank closes in South Africa? You cannot get your money out. It makes you worry. So the 
one ham that makes you fear and worry is what? Who? The devil. It's not God. You know, we are five years in Ukraine, Rita and I, we live there. We won a lot of souls. We have many disciples there that can preach the gospel. We knew a lot of people there that can preach the gospel. I know for sure in Russia, there's Andrew Gomez Bible College there, and also, uh, what's the name of the other preacher? Your friend? The one you hear, honey, the, you want the books? Oh, the Kremlin. The Kremlin had a very active church in Moscow and in Russia. They have a lot of churches, actually, not only one, that preaches the gospel. So we need to keep praying for all these people there, that they are there to win disciples and souls there, so they can bring the kingdom closer. You know, we went to Ukraine when we were just open the field at the time. You know, and really we did five years off, off and on, inside or outside, we should go in, we go back to Denmark. But we saw changes in people's life. And we, the Lord is using the same people that we left behind and other people, friends of ours, that to continue changing the world. In spite of the wars and everything that's happened. So the God kingdoms continue expanding. We have more souls now won than ever before. Some people tell us that Islam is more active, more open. They are not preaching the gospel. They are not getting more. The only way they are increasing from the birth channel, from children they are making. And most of them, they come to Christianity nowadays because they see Jesus in the dreams. Okay, God is faithful. So, faith for healing. How does faith for healing come? Who wants to know that? What time? Are we close? Shall I go home now? No? Or you want to hear faith for healing? Who wants to hear that? Okay, good. How does faith for healing come? In the same way. You can see this in following passage. Acts 14, 7 to 10. Acts, Adliga, 14, verse 7 to 10. And there, and there, and there they, Paul and Barnabas, preached the gospel. And there sat a certain man at Lystra, Lystra was an area, impotent in his feet, being crippled from his mother's womb, who never had walked. The same heard Paul speak, who steadfastly behold him, and he perceived that he had faith to be healed. So, what Paul saw, what he did, what Paul did, he preached the gospel, right? And what he noticed, he noticed that this man that is paralytic, he had faith to be healed. So, said with a loud voice, Stand upright on thy feet. And he leaped and walked. So he was paralyzed. He was not able to walk. But hearing the word, faith generated into his heart. A, quad, a casual reader in the world might say, Wow, it's wonderful. How amazing Paul healed that man. But Paul, to surprise you, did not heal that man. The man was not healed because Paul was an apostle. Not he healed by Paul's faith. The man himself had the faith. So Paul did three things. 
But do you think Paul healed him? Who? Actually, who healed God. that man? Who healed? God. Really? God. Are you sure? Yes. No. Faith. Faith in God heals him. Because if you, God will not heal him, he will not heal you if you do not have faith in God. So Paul did three things. He preached the gospel, 7-4. Two, he realized and understood that the man has faith to be healed. And then verse 9 says, He told the man to stand up and walk. The man did. So what happened here? Again, he preached the gospel. He realized and understood that man has faith because of the word of God. And he told the man to stand up and be healed. So, what else the, the other man that he was sick? What happened to him? What this man did? He heard Paul preach, verse 9. He had faith to be healed. He got faith because he healed the world. He lived and walked, verse 10. So, Paul did three things. And that person had three things. So if you come here and sit down here and you yawn and oh yeah, let's what time is finishing sad, I want to go to the beach or oh, have a pot full of food, you know. And you're missing these pe personal lessons. Yes. What's gonna happen? You'll be sick, you're not gonna get healed. Even if you hear the word of God, these three things won't move you. Maybe a hand of faith to raise you up, okay? But he heard Paul preach. If you don't hear me preaching, he had faith to be healed. Through preaching, he got the faith, right? And he leaped and walked because he believed. He heard the word of God. And this word of God has power, resurrection power. How this song goes in? I really feel so powerful. How is the song? Last. Help us, help us. So we have resurrection power inside of us. Look at uh, Romans 8, 11. What it says there, who knows? Say it, huh? Loud. If the spirit of him who raised up Christ from the dead dwell in you, shall he not also with Christ? Uh, Speak inside. Okay. Quicken your mortal body. Quicken your mortal body with the same power that raised Christ from the dead. See, the one says Jesus in the beginning, but he raised him as Christ. There is no more verification for Jesus to be as the Christ. Yeah. When he raised up, there was no doubt that he was the Christ. Amen. He's the Christ I believe. Amen. He's a Christ. 72 years old I am now. Yeah. And I'm not sick. I refuse to be sick. And if I get sick, I tell him to go. I ask my family, ask my brothers to yes. pray for me. And they pray and I'm getting healed. The same with you. Years ago, we've been preaching healing for many, many, many years. And we have 80 people here in this room. Yes. And Shane asked, is anybody, and Peter, anybody is sick in this prayer? No. no one raised his hand. 
No one, because all were healed. The same thing we need to continue here. No one to be sick. We do not want sickness in St. Lord's Pass. We want sickness to go. And it will go if we walk together, all of us. The man was not healed by some power which Paul had. The man healed, had faith to be healed. And how did he get the faith to be healed? He got it from what he heard. He heard Paul to speak. So it's another issue here. Yeah? Jesus said to the woman who has been healed from the issue of blood, Daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. What do you say? Thy faith. Your faith. Like if I lay hands to you and you get healed, I say, Your faith will get you healed. Right? So, so she didn't have the faith, you could not be healed. She could not have been born there. So, faith has not been done away with. It becomes by hearing and hearing by the word. Jesus did not say that it was his power which made the woman whole. He said that her faith did it. When I saw this, I knew that if her faith made her whole, then my faith could make me whole. And thank God it did. He's talking about E.W. Hagen, Kenneth E. Hagen. Actually, not. And he's a man of God, he's one of the generals. When he was 16 years old, they have said he would die in six months. The heart was defective, he was sick, he was completely gone. And he heard that. And thank God he did. My faith made me whole. My paralysis disappeared. And my heart conditions left. Since then, I have been going at, at a hop, skip, and jump, preaching the truth. How did this man at least get faith to be healed? He's thinking about that, no? From what he heard. And what he heard was the word of the gospel. Is there is something about the gospel that would cause a lifelong cripple to be healed? Decidedly, yes. Paul preached the gospel of salvation and of healing. So if you are saved and you are sick, you need to work on something to get more strengthened on the word of God. You have the faith, but you need to activate it. To charge your batteries. Maybe you believe, okay, I have enough now. I got saved. I can go to the doctor and get product. Please go to the doctor if you need to. I don't say to not go to the doctor. But give a chance to God to work in your life. Give a chance in your faith. I know lots of people of you, we have laid hands and we saw you healed. And you too, we saw you healed many, many times. Yes. Many, many years. And everybody else, quite a few people. But let's work together. Let's work as a church. Yeah. That we go out and preach. Like I said, this is a healthy church. It's a church that makes a difference. It's a church that manifesting and changing the Lord's path to the city of... Joy! Joy. Ah, weak. To the city of joy. That's better. That's much better. Thank you, Lord. So it is the power of God unto deliverance, safety, 
preservation, healing, and soundness. soundness. Paul preached the full gospel, not part of it. Today, many churches, many places, I won't use the word churches, many religions, they don't preach the full gospel. That we need to preach the full gospel, the full word of God. We do not want to see any one of our children to suffer. We don't want any more of our children to get killed here. We don't want to see any one of our children to be sick. We don't want to see any of our brothers and sisters to be sick. We don't want cancer to say it's an incurable disease. It's curable. I saw many cancers healed. I personally testify on that. And so HIV gets healed. HIV is get healed. Can be healed. It's healed. It's not something. There is no sickness that God cannot heal. There is no sickness. There is no one. No sickness. There is no paralysis. There is no anything. Anything. It's a lack of faith. And Acts 8, 5 to 8. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip, not me, not Philip, spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with, with pulses, and they were lame, were healed, and there was great joy in the city. What did he say there? Great joy. What happened to that city? Become a city of joy. Samaria became city of joy. The Lord has become past city of joy. We're not antagonizing other churches. If you want to go to another church, if you're part of another church, please go. We want to see people healed and the gospel be preached. Everybody is welcome, but if you don't want to be here, don't pressure anyone. We love them where they are. And they can we hope that all churches preach the right gospel everywhere. The great miracles came about as a result of preaching Christ. The New Testament knows no Christ without Christ the healer. Does anybody know any Christ that not Christ the healer? I know Christ the healer and the right Christ. So physical healing, divine healing is part of the gospel. If there is no gospel of healing today, there is no gospel of salvation. James 5.13 says, If any among you afflicted, let him pray. If any merry, let him give praise. If any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church, and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he had committed sin, shall be forgiven. So I will jump a little bit here because I'll, I would like to finish the next part. But since I uh, have a little track here that uh, we translated a long time ago from E.W. Canaan, says, What I confess I possess. It took me a long time to see this truth. After I saw it and through a thought understood it, I still could not act upon it. Christianity is called the Great Confession. The law of that confession is that I confess 
I have a thing before I consciously possess it. So we need first to confess before I consciously we get what we will say. This is Romans 10, 9 and 10. Gives you the law of entering the household of faith. So what's Romans 10, 9 and 10 gives you? Gives you the power to enter the household of faith. You guys are part of the household of faith of our church of Jesus Christ. Because if I confess with your mouth the Lord, I shall believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession make unto salvation. Okay. So, I will jump quickly, make it very short, because this is an important part here that I want to... Okay. Kenneth uh, Hagen had a vision of Jesus. And Jesus told me something. Jesus dictated to me during my vision. Your actions defeat you or put you over. According to your actions you receive or you are kept from receiving. So according to your actions you receive or you kept from receiving. So write your own ticket. So if... Uh, how can I put that to understand, make it more simple? Right, you want to take it means you say what you want to happen to you. You write it down. It says, okay, I want to be healed. I want to find a job, right? I want to get the job today or tomorrow. I need a job to support my family. This is writing your own ticket, saying what you want to happen. If you say it, then you do it. You don't stay home. Okay, I pray for a job. Give me, give me a job and stay home. You go out and look for a job. Yes. You go out and get prayer, whatever you need to. Go out, do it. Then receive it. When it comes, accept it. Yeah, I receive it. It's from the hand of the Lord. Right? I receive it. And then tell it. Confess it. Confess the healing. Confess the miracle. Go tell it to the mountains. You know the song? Go tell it to the mountains. Right? You go tell to people, that's the mountains, the unbelievers, that God get you healed, God got you the job, God pay your bills, you got the increase, you got the promotion, you can get the promotion. I know it. You're going to get a promotion in your job. I don't know, you tell me when, but you're going to get one soon. Hallelujah. I don't know how. Thank you. I receive it. What do you say? She received it. She's going to get it. Hallelujah. I don't know how, but I don't know what's happening with her, but I know. God said so. So, this woman in Mark 5, 25-34. And a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had was nothing better but rather grow worse. She never become better. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind him and touched his garment. For she said, she wrote her own ticket. She said what? If I may touch, but his clothes. So it's a garment, garment clothes. Touch your clothes is a garment. Yeah, the same thing. Okay, good. Yeah, okay. But what happened first? She said it. She said what? I will get healed. Jesus is the healer. People go get near him and he heals people yeah. because of the faith. So, I'm going to go get healed by him 
but that ship. So he did what? She said it. Yes. And then she did it. She did it. She went and touched it. He didn't say, oh, if I only touch his garment and sit down in the chair. Never gonna happen to me. Will never gonna happen. Will never gonna happen. So and what happened now? She said it. She did it. And then once she got healed, Jesus says, "Who touched me? Who touched me?" He just did not know that she was healed. So she came out and she confessed. She said. I thought I'd touch you and get healed. I am healed. And what Jesus said? Daughter, thy faith had made thee whole. Go in in peace and behold all thy plague. So what he says? Go in peace and behold all thy plague. So what she happened? You still think you have to do, right? I mean, it's a whole teaching here, but I cannot go until Auntie Emily he won't love me anymore. <laughs> so let's say number one is say it, say it, do it, receive it, testify, receive it. Three. Okay. Number one, say it, do it, receive it. Number three, tell it, tell it, confess it. You know. So. So now you are on receive it. So when you get it, you say it. It's God's timing and God is there. I don't know. I tell, I, I tell what he tells me. Told me today, ask Rita to do the spiritual body. So I obey her. I have to obey her. So I'm in trouble. So, and Rita is very good on that. Actually, we can maybe do it Another time, more with the full thing with people moving and stuff and how you, you get tempted. Because I know a lot of you don't have the full teaching of the spirit, soul, and body. It's a very inspiring, very, very good teaching. And just remember, Jesus, with his disciples was there, with his disciples, he was moved by the spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, because we're talking about the Holy Spirit. Today I didn't say much about the Holy Spirit. But everything I said here is all being dictated by the Holy Spirit. For everyone, even Jesus was moved by the Holy Spirit of God. What he said, what he taught, everything. And today, all these great men of faith that we know, and people doing things, miracles and, and moving and, and wonders, is because the Holy Spirit moves. Mm-hmm. Like the same Romans 8, 11, it says, if the Spirit of him that raised Christ. Who is the Spirit of Him? It's Holy Spirit, right? It's God. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, the whole Trinity lives in you. We'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to connect with us, or if you'd like us to pray with you, please contact us at info at gracelife.co. If you'd like to order more resources or discover more about us, you can visit our website at www.gracelife.co or find us on Twitter, Facebook and YouTube.